What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, episode 13. Lucky 13 of this bad boy. Uh, Kyle Schultz here once again with Daniel Schultz. Yep, what's up? Filling in for Ryan and Drew once again. Yeah. I think this is going to be the last one without Ryan and Drew. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, but uh, let's cue this intro real quick. So welcome back, Dan. How we feeling? How we feeling? Pretty good. Pretty easy week, I would say, again. Yeah. I'm always looking forward to the pod. I feel like it's always very therapeutic for me, you know, get through this long week. It's definitely a nice hour off of the schedule, for sure. The schedule. So what's on your schedule? You've been complaining about how much free time, and now tell the viewers, tell, well, tell the listeners why you're all busy all of a sudden. Well, it's just weird, because I had literally no responsibilities for, like, you know, two or three weeks, and now it's just school. I mean, it's not that much work, but still, it's just different, I guess. So what even, so you are you go to a public school, Brighton High School? Yeah, yeah, so our public school, we have to do mandatory work now until... So this is the first week they, like, initiated that? Yeah. How, like, serious are kids taking it's, this? It's, like, weird because, yeah, I feel like the online classes are a little awkward sometimes. It's kind of funny, but it, it's, I don't know, it's different for sure. What, are you guys, like, using Zoom or something? Uh, we're using, like, Google Meet, I think it's called. Okay. Which, uh, it works fine, but it's just different. Any Any troublemakers in there? <laughs> no, no. Most nothing. people, you can just tell they just want to get in there and get out fast. It's funny. I mean, yeah. How how long are the sessions? Is it like too bad or not really? Well, no. You, most of my classes don't even do them. It's just mainly like the math class, and gotcha. that's really it's only like thirty minutes, like twice a week. Right, right, right. So let's get into the follower of the week real quick. Uh, follower of the week this week is Ethan Kraft. Do you remember Ethan Daniel? Uh, if I saw his face, he I don't remember names. Was too well. at our Boston tournament, and he was a Ryan Cratch fan. What team was he on? No, he wasn't at the team. He remember he just came up and showed. He, uh, oh showed yeah, With yeah, the press Ethan. fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. Him. Yeah, so shout out to Ethan. If you want to be the pipe it up follower of the week, then follow our Instagram. Send us a message. Um, you know, maybe talking about how like what you like about the podcast when you started listening, stuff like that. Um, so congrats to Ethan. Yeah, definitely remember him. He, wa- was a, he was a big fan. Yeah, he was. I want to make this podcast a very fan question based related episode. Um, so I have a bunch compiled here, but before we get into that. I thought a really cool topic was be, would be the uh, the Bulls documentary, MJ. Yeah. How, what did you think of the first I've, two I've episodes? Actually, I've only watched the first episode. I'm going to watch the second one either t- today or tomorrow. I haven't gotten around to it, but the first one was definitely, I thought, really good. There are a lot of things in there that I just like have never seen before, and that I thought were interesting. Is this the only like uh, I didn't know the I didn't know the Bulls players like hated their GM. Like, yeah, I didn't I'd know never that knew either. That. That's interesting. I, that they still I, yeah. won six titles with that happening. Is it is this uh, the only Michael Jordan documentary like? Besides the baseball one that ESPN made, like, is this the only basketball one that they've made? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because I think they, 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 uh, that one, like, media group had those tapes ready, but, like, MJ didn't give them the green light until 2016 when LeBron won his, uh, won his first one with the Cavs, his first and only title with the Cavs, and everybody was claiming, like, LeBron's the GOAT. And then the reports are that, like, that was the moment where MJ's, like, cue the tapes that's awesome i know that's like such a baller move just like right when lebron's as high like mj's just like yep let's release the doc it is cool because like i yeah i, I didn't know they had uh the press had like that backstage access and yeah that's so sick it, like, I'm, I'm sure this 10 episodes will see a lot of what it was like and it's just cool because i've never seen that footage yeah so. it kind of makes sense that they had that backstage like that like what they call it backstage yeah video crew because like they were they defined an era. Like, that makes so much sense to me that they capture all of that with, like, a video crew. Yeah. I don't know, but that was pretty cool. I'm definitely looking forward to episodes three and four, which I think they're going to cover, like, the Bad Boys Pistons era, which yeah, that's we're awesome. really excited about being from the Detroit area. I, li- I like how they're, uh, like, 
uh, they're flashing back to the beginning of his career. Like they're starting with yeah, the yeah, last yeah. dance, but like they're seeing what led yeah, up to as, that. As somebody who made a documentary recently, I was trying to pick up some tips on like how they made it. And like, I kind of like how it's not chronological. They're like yeah. jumping back and forth from like various points, which is pretty cool to me and pretty interesting. So I'm trying to, trying to learn from it, trying to take some notes. Yeah. I thought it was interesting though, like that the GM that we you were talking about, like, I don't know what would have been going through his mind. Like they, if they just came off a championship, like why change anything? That's the thing I don't get. Like people are talking about rebuilding. Like you just won two in a row. Like you gotta run with it I know, until it doesn't work. The GM like, literally came in and told Phil Jackson, "Yeah, this is your last year. I don't. And care. I'm not giving you any other options. I don't care if the players are turning like upper thirties. Like play them until it doesn't work anymore. Then you can start. But dude, like, the players literally hated him. Like Scottie Pippen, he like chose to sit out like two three months like, just because this guy. Like when they were like going for a new coach and like rebuilding. Like the whole point of a rebuild is to get to that point. Like stay there as long as you can. You know who deserves a big L? Who? Scottie Pippen and his agent. Why? What happened? Because he was like the 121st, like highest paid player in the league when he was like the second best player, really in the league. Yeah, because he, oh, he yeah. signed a horrible contract for I did seven see years. It. Yeah, wasn't it like seven year, like eighteen seven, mil? Or yeah, something? it was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty. I think it was exactly that. I mean, yeah. I mean, if all the contracts probably less. I don't back blame him because if you're locked in for seven years, that gives you so, so much like stability and stuff. He could have just retired. But, at, <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, it's like. Do you really want to lock yourself into any kind of position for seven years? Like, you know how much your life is going to change. Like, I, no, but I feel like, like three, four is three, four, five years is the way. No, to go. no, but dude, like, if you're in, if you get to the NBA and MLB and you can get yourself that contract, I take it because then you can get into a comfortable position and it's like you're not going from place to place. That's true. I guess Scotty more comfortable. Scotty Pippen is an outlier because like he came from like a, a like a like a tiny school. I think he was even a manager at yeah, his, like, NAI saw, school. Yeah. So I, I feel like nobody expected it. And it's kind of an outlier where it's like, you know, he, you know, obviously made way more money than people thought. So it's like. Yeah, I saw your friend Lucas's tweet uh, about yeah, how he friend, was a manager yeah, in a yeah. D2 school and then he worked Shout himself out to all the up. managers out there. If you're a manager of a basketball team, baseball team, I appreciate the dirty work you guys do. Big uh, big ups. That's crazy, though, how he finessed his way to, a, to, uh, to get on the team and then scholarship and then. As soon as you know it, he's a great basketball player. And yeah, yeah, gets yeah. All the way to the league. All right, so let's jump into some fan questions here real quick. All right. So I put up a little story this morning on the uh, Pipe It Up Instagram story, and we got a lot of responses, so I'm just going to jump through here. We can ramble on. You know, we usually go on tangents, but, you know, let's see how this goes. All right, so this one comes from Caden Houston 15 If you could add one pitch to your wiffle ball repertoire, what would it be? Hmm, that's a good question, actually. We've been we uh, earlier this month. Me and Kyle were trying to develop new pitches. I want to get another another pitch, but I'm I'm I, I've been trying experimenting with new grips, but I'm not exactly sure what I should try. I, I would like like some sort of screwball, but like over the top screwball, but that's really hard. So that's like really sure. hard, dude. I feel like Aguilar really did a good job of throwing that pitch last year. Yeah, I don't know how, but it's, it's like almost like a fastball. I, is it? Uh, I think it's holes to the left, right, with a scuffle. Yeah, ball. but it doesn't always work, so it's inconsistent. I want, I want something to be an alternative to my riser from that same arm slot. I so w- the, the, you know, the, the usually what comes out of that is the, the drop ball. But my, my drop ball, I can't get from that arm angle. So I'm trying to do more of like a Drew Davis slide drop. That's what I'm trying to add. Yeah, that's a good pitch for yeah. sure. Because he, Drew, when he's on, he can locate that perfectly, and that's. Like, in the game where you went 11 innings with him, he was on with that pitch. Yeah, he was. So, that would be mine. For Honestly, sure. I'm I'm always jealous of Tommy's pitching. Like, just the, the way he yeah, has yeah. so many arm angles for, like, similar pitches. Yeah. But, like, different pitches at the same time. Dude, yes. 
I like he mixes that arm angle. Like I've tried, I don't, I just don't know how he does it. And he, I feel like he puts so much torque that it, it takes a while to get used to. And I just, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be sick to throw what he throws. That, that it drop would ball. be. We or your <laughs> knuckle. Imagine drop. If, yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I just can't get a hold of it for whatever reason. All right, I'm trying to look at another, uh, another fan question. We've been getting a lot of followers. Shout out to everybody, um, you know, following us. Getting the getting the streams up, we really appreciate it. Um, let's see. Why did you guys move to the Meadows a few years a few years ago? Why did you name it the Meadows? That's a good one. All right, so that one comes from. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, hold on, Will St. Clair. So we moved to the Meadows in the winter of 2018. We kind of had it set. And we've always, like prior, like that whole 2017 season, we kind of knew, like we're all like 18 years old. Like we're kind of outgrowing this field, Colts Field. Yeah. And uh, here on Meadows is a metro park in our area. And they, they kind of had like this open field that nobody really used. And so me and Tommy actually went in that winter. It was during our winter break of college, freshman year. And we actually went in to we set up a meeting with like their operations director or whatever um and we kind of we had like this like quick little meeting we took it so me and tommy took it so serious because that's a big deal you like this could be our pent- potential home field so we went in there all dressed up kind of had a little pitch for them um and that was the first instance where we got them on board where it's kind of like you know this this would be the home of mlw bring a lot of people to the park be open to the public um even though it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere <laughs> It's it's really cool to have kind of like our own space and with like something with like a parking lot where, you know, now we're not going to have like everybody just like parking on our street, clogging up the, the neighborhood, stuff like that. And it opens up the opportunity for like public, more public events. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, uh, definitely an advantage for the park. Like as long as we can like maintain the field and keep it clean. Yeah. Like, there's, no, still... there's no disadvantage of us, you know, working there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was probably the first, uh, like that was, that's a huge jump for us. Just yeah. taking that was like the turning point of where we went from just like a backyard or a front yard league with posting YouTube videos to kind of where it's like more of the community. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. No, I I know what you mean. It was, it was definitely a necessary leap. It made us, more it was, it was a big leap. Yes. It, yeah. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. And yeah, it's just a bigger field. I think for sure is definitely that's, a big impact. That's, that's a huge, and another thing change. people probably don't realize is it's wider as well. Yes. Like Colts field is really skinny. So, yeah, it's it's just a lot different. It's a lot better. It, that, it took some u- getting used to, but yeah, twenty eighteen. Everybody was trying to get used to the the uh, dimension change, particularly the uh, pitching mound distance. Yeah, at, at Colts Field it was twenty seven feet, but at the Meadows it is thirty six. So that's a big that's, difference. That's big. It is a really big. And difference. the strike zone was the same size, right? We didn't yeah. we didn't alter uh, that yep, at all. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's a thing that the fans don't realize. Like everybody will always ask me like what the size of our um and dimensions of our strike zone is, and I always tell them I think it's twenty four inches by twenty eight. But I always tell them, I'm like, that's a it's a really small strike zone. I it don't, very rec- I don't recommend that. Um, but for kind of our guys who've been playing wiffle ball for ten years, you don't want to have a huge zone, or else it's going to be a huge advantage for the pitchers in this league. And we kind of want some more. Uh, you know, we we like when there's runs in the videos and hits and stuff. And so we don't want guys just overpowering hitters and 
you know, because then that's where that's the point where like the videos are starting to be boring when it's always just like strike out, strike out, strike out. Yeah, I feel like that's a big dilemma because you kind of have to like weigh your options. Like, do you want like too many walks, walks. or too many yeah. strikeouts or like because like if it's too big, then people are gonna be swinging at like you know junky pitches. But if it's right. too small, then it could be too many walks. So it's a hard challenge. And the, yeah, and the second second uh, part of that question was just like, well, how did you name the meadows? And we pretty much just shortened up here on meadows, which is yeah. the name of that park. Which uh, it rings. It, it's a nice name. I know. It rings I, off the. I, yeah, I know. I was going for like one of those short names when I named it with Tommy. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the what's the, like the Meadowlands? That's like a football stadium. Okay. Thing. But I was kind of like that. Like I remembered that, and I think that just rings really well. Yeah. Or like the trap, or like the, I don't even know. But yeah, I feel like one word. The stadium blanks. Like yeah. they always hit different. Like so Fenway, my, Wrigley, like just y- you know what it is immediately. Okay, this is a good one. This is kind of fun one. This is from Andrew Pulaski. What's your favorite team to play against in MLW? Ooh, favorite? Like, favorite, like, competitive? I'm kind of going for more fun. For fun? And I think the obvious answer is Preds. Dude, well, that's super competitive. Well, too. now it is, but, like, it's so fun at the same time. Well, you yeah. That, Russell clowning out there. That's true. And you always have a, a, a mutual respect for dude, those guys. Ward has killed me the past, like, two years. Yeah, dude, he's been hitting, he hit bombs off me, too. He's hit bombs off everybody. Dude, we, we got to figure out how to slow down this kid. We got, a, we got to slow down the Preds everywhere on the field. Their defense, their pitching, their hitting, everywhere. I looked at the uh, awards history. Uh, Russell was the most improved in 2018, I believe. And then last year, Ryan Cratch was the most improved. And when you pair that with Alec Warda, who was the most dedicated and most clutch last year, like these kids have just improved their games like so much. And that's just like a credit to their like dedication to wiffle ball. And it's crazy because like Warda, like, I feel like his swing over the years has gotten – a lot better, and he's just seen the ball a lot better. He, like, he, he he has no baseball background, but his swing looks good. No, yeah, he really struggled at the uh, NWA tournament where it was like guys throwing. But like that's super 80. different. I know, but that that changes perspective on things and allowed him to really shorten up for that second stretch. That's true. Second half stretch. That's true. But yeah, I feel like when we went to NWA, like that was just a totally different environment. Yeah, but he Alex been really good at like adapting because even like 2018, the first uh, year with the Meadows, he was not good, but he learned from his mistakes, I guess. And I think he, yeah, he told me he watched like film of like what he's doing wrong, even like taking like tips from the fans and like he's <laughs> stepping out and stuff like that's that. That's funny. I know. So, I mean, like credit to him because that's all him. Like, it's not like, it's not like we helped him to get to where he is. That's all him. So, yeah, mad respect. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Giles Hayden, I think it's Giles Hayden. He wants us to tell funny childhood stories because he says those are the funniest parts of the pods. Like, not related to wiffle ball. Yeah, yeah. We oh, definitely geez. have some. I, w- I would have. I wish I could have thought about this. Um, hmm. Do you have any? I'm trying to think off the dome. We already told the one where you thought the moon was orange. So that's. Oh, we're not getting into the. So that's a no go. I don't know. You always have these moments where you just blank. Well, yeah, because sometimes like some sleepy moments that you oh guys rip God. on me, or like. Uh, Should we bring Brendan in? Maybe he has some. Yeah, Brendan. Do you have any? Uh, let's let's call him Brendan the Schultz to the studio. See if he has any childhood moments that kind of make Daniel seem dumb. I feel like a lot of good memories come from our road trips when we were little. We used to go all the way to Florida. It was like, what, a 23-hour drive? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mastering math facts. No, we're Ooh. not talking about 
Yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. it. Give it back to Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought of this one. You guys always rip on me, dude. It's okay. It's all right. All right. So, like, I was you... in like third grade. Okay, <laughs> but I just want. It's so funny, dude. It is funny. So, d- for all the fans listening, do you guys remember like Rocket Math or like Mastering Math Facts? Where they dude, have, I like, was so good at that. Where they'd just give you a sheet and they'd it'd be flipped down. You'd flip it over right when they say go. It's probably like twenty-five multiplication or like addition problems, right? And you have to finish in what like a minute. And it's, like, the most intense minute ever, and you try to finish before everybody else because then you get, like, this huge, like, boost of ego, and you think you're the sickest. So, Daniel, I was I was really good at this, too, but so was Daniel. And then I think, like, after a while, Daniel started beating everybody. and then But then the, the things, uh, they, like, the questions started getting harder, right? Well, no. Well, no, it's because I finished. Give us some context I, it's here before I, I hit you with the punchline. It's because I finished with everything, so I was wondering, like, what to do now. And I thought it just kept going to like middle school and high school. Dino thought Dino thought <laughs> I was this mastering math facts kept going throughout his whole entire academic career. I think so. When he came home to uh, when he came home one day, he he goes up to me. He's like, "Dude, this is getting harder." And I I feel like I'm finishing it. Like how like how am I gonna do this in college? Like like how hard is it gonna be in college when I do this? And I, I was th- like, Dan. You are in elementary school, and it <laughs> stops this year. I think I was just you trying need to, to relax, buddy. I think I was just trying to impress you guys and like just say what like, were your oh, exact I words? I don't remember. I just remember I had like finished, and I was like super like happy. And you, I got... think you were like, I think you were like too confident. You're like, dude, I'm gonna be so ready for college. <laughs> I was probably just, I don't know, honestly, you knew simple addition. That's I mean, but like baller. when you were when you were in like elementary, like I I had no idea what I was gonna do in college or like I know. what was going on, so. I was just having fun. I was just a kid. No responsibilities. Dude, that's something I think about, too, is, like, when I was in elementary school, I thought the fifth graders were, like, like so old. Yeah. And, and then when I got there, I thought, like, seventh graders were, like, super old. Now I'm freaking 21. Oh, yeah. We should talk about how um, that you had to, like, your middle schools merged or whatever. I so did, like, I think. Yeah. Yeah. My f- did I talk about that last week? No. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, fifth grade was weird for me because, like, it wasn't like a a typical like uh, city where like everybody you grew up with went to the same middle school. We had like the, we had like five elementary schools in Brighton, and fifth grade was the first year where everybody kind of came together. So that's where I met kids like Alec Warda, um, pretty much everybody from Tommy's school, like Jack Agner, uh, Trevor Hopman, like all the Hopmans and stuff like that. So it was, it was really like it felt like it, it's a weird comparison, but it felt like college. Yeah, because you're like still like you're kind of like meeting up with people of your same friend group even though you don't really know them you kind of like you know friends of their friends so then you start like sitting at their lunch table and you kind of like talk with them and you know you kind of find your common interests start playing like recess football if (laughs) my fifth grade year that felt most like college to me that's that's hilarious i wonder if other school districts around the country like it's weird i feel like it's weird how we have in a fifth sixth intermediate like school like it doesn't jump is that even still what it is i don't even know yeah it's still uh, fifth to sixth, like we don't jump from elementary to middle. We jump from elementary to intermediate to middle to high school, which is kind of weird in my opinion. Here's a, here's a funny one from Luke Puka. Has anyone ever cheated in MLW? Cheated? Mm, I don't I know. Think, H- how could you cheat? I think the Nighthawks one time brought a corked back to the field, but it just as a joke, or that might have been Noah. Oh, dude, you know, I well, think it was Noah on the Seahawks, but it was just as a joke. The cl- I know I know what it is. The closest thing to cheating was Drew. when Drew bought bought oh the my hu- God. huge Drew expensive Davis. bat, I which I, it wasn't video. illegal because we had no rule on it. Yeah, but, but like... we weren't expecting Drew to buy this <laughs> humongous bat. Yeah, 
humongous he had, like, blue three like, home wooden run. bat three home runs in that yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We banned it the next. Everybody, go go back and watch 2016 regular season Wildcats Cobras. Drew shows up with this huge blue bat that he paid like 70 bucks for. When I obviously I knew this like this bat's not legal, but since he just paid 70 bones, I'm like, fine, Drew, you can have it for this one series, and then we'll see how it goes. All right. And he's like, all right, yeah. And then the first three, like, first three at-bats off me, all home runs. I'm not even kidding. It makes sense, though, because that was... I was pissed, dude. That was his first year, so he's trying to make a name for himself. And he did, I mean. Yeah, but come on, dude. Like, (laughs) I don't know. That could have cost me a... I don't even know. No, you got... Well, actually, we won. We still won the division that year, but it's like, come on, Drew. You got to be better than that. You're a rookie. You got to know your place. I know he's listening to this. Drew, what were you (laughs) thinking, man? Buying a $75 bat without a commissioner's approval. I thought I think it's a good move. He made he he stepped in, made it, he hit a few home runs. There was no rule against it. He cheated. I mean, I guess like Plankton cheated. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a lot of SpongeBob one-liners. Me, yeah, me and Daniel just That's where we grew SpongeBob. up. I want like every day. For the younger kids out there, I kind of want like do they still watch SpongeBob or like what what's their cartoon that they, they grew they up with? They probably do, but it's not like it doesn't hit as deep. It's not well, as deeply it, rooted in our bodies like they, that, for them. That's the thing I was wondering like is the new episodes uh like the SpongeBob? Do we just like not find them funny anymore, or like no, they're just not. Or yeah. do we just have a connection with the older cartoons, or like the ones we watched when we grew up? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like when you grow up, you like you start paying less and less attention. Because like the, to the new, new episodes, yeah, yeah, the new ones like we don't like obviously don't we don't watch them anymore because like we just don't find them funny anymore. But I think it's just like maybe they are funny. Yeah. But how we, do you feel about shows like that? Like we just whether don't it's connect like, with them. Yeah. Anymore. Whether it's like SpongeBob or like The Simpsons or Family Guy, those are different. Those they, are different. They kind of cater to like current events. But like SpongeBob's different. I feel like SpongeBob had his time and they should just hang hung it hang it up. Actually, no, you're right because like even I, I've watched The Family Guy and it's like. I don't like the new seasons. I always watch the old seasons, and it's just like I don't know if I connect with them more, or if it's just more funny. Like I, I, I don't know. I think we like them because those are the episodes that put them on. Those are the episodes. Yeah, that they allowed had. Them they to had have, to be funny. They had to be funny because without those, they wouldn't have had later seasons. So it's like those are those have to be the funniest, right? Yeah, like Family Guy's in like there's I don't know, like and I'm, it's seventeenth season or something. Didn't SpongeBob announced like two years ago that they said they were going to be done, but then like I don't know, they Honestly. faced some pushback. Who knows? Yeah, I guess. Like if it's spon- also another show was like Drake and Josh for us like some a show that's like very quotable and like that we had the iCarly and Victorious growing up. I want to know what those shows are for kids nowadays where it's like like very influential and like every kid's pretty much tuned in and everybody's like like quoting them. Yeah, that cuz I, I don't know if that's still there for kids. I feel like our generation that's most of where our memories come from. Just all those shows, yeah, like you said and yeah, I I can't think of any shows that like young, I mean we don't have any younger people in the family really to ask but and dude like the spongebob movie in like oh four yeah that's the goat like that's like super impe- like influential to every kid's life like every kid knew every line to that yeah and what i wonder I remember do you remember tommy's uh had to be in his like what fifth birthday party it no. had to have been like i was like oh four i was like one. Oh, dude <laughs> oh my god tommy's like fifth birthday party was sick we went to the tigers game and watched the the spongebob movie on the way there came back his gift bags had baseball cards in them I remember my the best one in my pack was Brad Penny. You remember the weirdest thing. I know, did. pitcher from the Dodgers. It was upper deck, not tops, which I thought was kind of weird because I was always collecting the tops baseball cards, but it was upper deck. Back to a simpler time, man. I know, but I'm just thinking about how fun that was. I'm pretty sure like Sam, not Sam, but Andrew Gork was there. Maybe Alec Warda was there. Alec Warda was always like a a young he was like on the, he lived on the other side of town and he went to the elementary school that Tommy did. So he always knew Alec growing up, but I I didn't. But I think I was I was there at that game with him. 
I guess that's uh, so, so shout out to Tavia's fifth grade birthday party. I guess that's another question I could kind of ask you to get into. Like, what's like your top childhood movies? Not like the best movies, but maybe like the best childhood. Did like you want you want cartoon to know, movies? Two two comes to my two come to my mind that are very underrated. They're not they're not animated. They're real life, but it's okay. Kicking and screaming. Okay. Yes. And School of Rock. Okay. Absolute bangers. So good. Jack Black. Both of them, dude. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah, th- those are good for... Sp- yeah, so makes sense. funny, dude. I want to go watch them right now. If I had to do cartoons, I would probably say my favorite were The Lion King and The Incredibles. Those two. Yeah. I mean, but like to- two do- totally different movies. Lion King's on the Mount Rushmore probably of Disney. Yeah, for probably anybody, really. Any, any age group. I don't think... Is Incredibles Disney? Uh, Regardless, that's another great movie. Yeah, it's... Shout out to Edna Mode, one of our favorite characters. Give us Daniel, give us an Edna Mode impression. I no, I can't do that. Go check the electric fence or something. <laughs> Dude, I literally Dino guy sucked into a vortex. I literally think anybody Splashdown. I think literally any age no group capes. can find enjoyment in that film. It's so funny. I, it's a classic. I, dude, for the, the longest time, I thought Edna Moan was like a woman actress, like a voice actress. No, wait, isn't it's it? Like, it's the director, I'm pretty sure. No, it's uh, what's it's the his director name? of Incredibles. Ah, I can't. No, I I know his name. I just can't think. Of, I just can't think of it right now. Who is it? What do you want? I'm Who gonna, are you? I'm gonna look it up. Oh my while God, you've gotten fat, <laughs> dude. They had Edna in the Incredibles too, right? Yeah, I don't remember much about that movie, but I still remember it it's voice. I'm pretty sure it's voiced by the director. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think on the top of my head what the uh, names of the past uh, superheroes that wore capes were. Do you remember Dan? Huh. One of them was like strato gal sucked into a wind turbine. Oh yeah, it's that, that's the that's such that's the best part about that movie. It says it says it's uh, voiced by two different people. It says Brad Bird and <laughs> yeah, Froland. Brad I've heard of those Brad people. Bird. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Okay, you know who another underrated uh, character in The Incredibles was? Who? Uh, the dad's boss. Oh yeah, dude. I'm, I'm not happy, Bob. <laughs> not happy. Literally every scene in that movie is hilarious. Life. Is like an enormous clock. Clock, yes, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> oh my gosh! It only works when everything meshes together. I wonder if people even know what we're talking. No, about. No, they probably don't. If you don't, I'm so sorry. That's your homework. All right. If yeah. you haven't watched The Incredibles, just do yourself a favor and watch watch it. Another dude, Tommy quotes this every day too. But Elf, another one. Oh yeah, another banger. How could I forget about Elf? Classic. Like Miles Finch. I really think like another Mount Rushmore character. Like yeah, like Will Ferrell is like the perfect like he's so good for kids movies. Yeah, for kids movies. Like, I don't know what his style is, but it's just it's yeah. funny, dude. Yeah, I just I just watched an episode of him on Hot Ones on YouTube. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Hot Ones is? No, what is it? How do you not know what Hot Ones is? I don't know, dude. You're such. I never ne- even heard about. You it. are on YouTube with a channel of over 100k subs, and you still don't watch any YouTube. That's not true. You don't watch any YouTube, dude. You watch only Netflix and not YouTube. Hot Ones is like one of the biggest shows out there, and it's been the biggest one of the biggest shows for like three, four years. So do you want? You don't know what it is? No, explain it to me. So this guy Sean Evans brings in celebrities, and he interviews them for like twenty minutes with the, like um with like ten wings in front of them, and it goes from not that like mild wings to like the hottest of hot with like hottest of hot sauce on it. And throughout that whole time of eating those like eight or ten wings, he like interviews them and asks them like oh, really, really good questions. I think I have seen. Yeah, that. dude, and I would hate that. I hate hot foods. I know, and they're like they're that's, like actually like the real deal. Like people like actually will, like throw up. Yeah, that's terrible. Like there's nothing worse than, to, in my opinion, than hot foods. I just I just can't see. Do I'm it. on the opposite spectrum of you. 
Yeah, you and Dad like, love yeah, hot food. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Really annoying because you guys always like eat like make yeah, the dinner. Yeah, go to the food. fridge. I'm looking at mild salsa. I'm yeah, like, dude, like, that's not fun. It's just I, I don't know how you find enjoyment when your mouth's burning. Honestly, dude. Also, salsa is good for curing sicknesses. That open up probably it, not true. It opens up your sinuses. I doubt that. If you have a stuffy nose, eat salsa. <laughs> don't. Also, don't take my I word. I don't know about that, dude. I'm not, dude. When you're like congested and you got everything in your nose, just have a hot ton of hot salsa because then your nose will run and then everything's cleared out. I'm not kidding. Did you like? Is this personal experience? This is from or, personal like, experience. Did you look this up? Because there's no way this is true. I have no true. medical achievement or credibility whatsoever, but I'm speaking from Honestly, personal achievement. If you have any sickness, I feel like water cures everything. Like as long as or cough drops That's true. actually. What? Not cough drops. Yeah, dude. Like dry throat, anything. Cough drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> what about if you're like sneezing? Nope. Water. Allergies. Well, okay, that's different. Water. You just you did you really just try to tell me that? Well, cough okay, drops I feel I feel more, like... we're we're more beneficial to your body than water. No, I said both. No, you. But said... I feel like I'm always dehydrated from school. That's probably why. I, I feel like I, I, I never. I've been. Drink this water is gross. But I've been carrying around the same Gatorade, like green, like you know those green water bottles with the orange on the top. Oh. I've been carrying around one of those for like three years. Well, you can wash it. I do, but it's like, I should probably get a new one. No, it's fine. I mean, as long as you wash it. I don't know. Does yeah, it seem, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was a good little tangent we went on. I don't even know what the fan question was. It was about... Uh, Cheating? Oh, yeah. Wait, that was the no. last one. That was the last one. Oh, yeah. I think it was like movies or cartoons something. I, I feel like that wasn't. Oh, oh, dude. Uh, another thing we could talk about is how uh, Rob Gronkowski just got traded. As a retired oh, yeah. player, what the heck happened? That I might add to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, really good move on both ends. I feel like if you're the Patriots, you're pretty much trading a guy that you hadn't even thought about in two years for a fourth round pick. So like, why would you say no to that? Plus, you're in a different conference than the Bucks, so it really doesn't matter. It's not like you're going up against Brady and Gronk. Um, and then if you're the Bucks, it's like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Give up a fourth round pick for Gronkowski. Like, Gronk's still what thirty one. Yeah, I think he's like thirty. So like I, I was kind of surprised. Brady knows all his ins and outs. He's now he's got Evans to compliment him and Godwin, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, man. No, I'm a Brady fan, but I'm telling you, their offense isn't the problem. But they don't have much of a defense. I feel like I don't know. That could be a problem. I don't know much. About and I don't, them. I don't even know like who, like who's their coaching, like their coaching staff. Didn't I they just, just have know. the Dominic Sue, or is that like fault? Not true. Uh, yeah, I think he resigned. I think That's their best big. player, the best defensive old. players, are probably old. Devin White. Remember him from LSU? Yeah. And then yeah, probably Sue. What was I going to say? Oh, Sue was a beast with the Lions. He does not get enough was, credit for he that. He was very polarizing well, for the he, fan base. Because well, he stepped on that guy's, you know. He he was very, he, he's kind of a Drew Davis, you could say. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, Drew, Dude, Drew, Nadamakong Sue stomped on this on the Packers guy. Right where you don't want to get stomped on. The funniest that did not help his image, but dude, in that playoff game against the Cowboys, I swear from like just pure purely memory in 2014, it was like what the wild card game. He was getting through that offensive line every single play and blowing up the plays in the backfield. Oh, he was a beast for sure. Yeah, I feel like he's getting older now though. Dude, the funniest moment of his career. Remember when we? I think we were playing the Vikings. Remember when? Uh, Hanson, I think, got hurt, and he had to step in for the extra point, and he bricked it oh off my the God. upright, and we lost by one. Didn't we lose by yep. one? That's probably one of the biggest Lions losses we've ever seen. It's like, how is it's our, one of the most Lions losses ever. It's just so funny that our number two kicker is Ndamukong yeah, How is Ndamukong Su our backup Dude, he booted extra that point kicker? He yeah, almost he missed. <laughs> he hit the upright. How yeah. do you do that? I just... 
Like, also, why, why didn't our punter? punter? Yeah, What's he know. doing? He's slacking. How do you lose your job to a 500-pound D lineman? He's not 500 pounds. I know. It's an exaggeration, Dan. Dude, yeah, on, but seriously, where was the punter? Maybe the punter got hurt. I don't know. Another one of my favorite ways that the Lions lost was, remember Thanksgiving against the Texans, where the guy ran it all the way back, and we challenged... But it was a play where it's like oh it was already God. being challenged. So because we challenged a play that was already being challenged, it like it like none of the challenges counted. So we let him score when he obviously should not have. Dude. I think he like stepped out of bounds or something. Yeah. That cost us the game. I could go on and on. I don't want to get into this territory. Oh, there's so many depressing lions stories. I was, should I call? I don't. I won't call into Tommy. But he was at the game with. He was actually with Noah. Oh my god. He was at. He was. He was at the Lions game with Noah and Steve. The so Falcons. All the Mallards, right? Yeah. Uh, Twenty. I want to say 2018. I feel like no, 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 2017. Yeah, and that was the game where there's the 10 second runoff. Cold, that Coldwell was still the coach then. Where yeah, there's a 10 second runoff to end the game when we were on the five yard line or something, right about to win the game because because of, because of some stupid rule, it's like the 10 second rule. Yeah, and it was purely the refs' fault. Like because we we didn't have a timeout and. And they, we spiked it's, it? No, we, we scored a touchdown, uh, but then they reviewed it, and oh, he wasn't yeah. in, and so it was less than 10 seconds. So the, the ref literally lost us the game because he had a poor yeah, judgment no. on the field. No, if they would have called it short, they we would have hustled up, QB sneaked it. We were literally at the one-inch line. Yeah, the, the NFL thinks that it takes 10 seconds to run up to a line and spike it. That's like, what baffles me the like, most. Dude, Stafford can get up there, just get the ball, just put it over the f- goal line. Two dude, seconds. That's what I love about the Lions is like, I feel like they changed that rule the next year. They, I don't know if they did, but yeah, like, like why did they put the consensus on ten seconds? Like, who made that? Same like, with like the Calvin Johnson like, rule. Why does it have to be ten seconds? Like Calvin Johnson, he like was the reason why that rule was in place, or at least he was like the first one to like really like expose that rule. Like, we're always on the wrong end of like these weird rules. I hate it so much. Yeah, I like, yeah, I hate it. But at the same, when I say that, it's like also funny to find. If you're not a Lions fan, maybe. it's also funny to see how many ways we are able to lose. Oh, there's so many it's ways. Like, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Every single year. Yeah. I'm sure even fans around the country just know the the ba- the bad memories yeah, of the yeah. Lions, the bad. It's kind of like the Cubs, just like just yeah. so many downfalls. Dude, that leads me into the next fan question from Jamnut127. Do y'all play fantasy football? Oh, yes. yes. As a matter of fact, we do. And yes, guess what, do. Dan? Guess who just tell the fans real quick who won the regular season championship and the championship uh, bracket title yeah, this maybe, past year. Maybe we should just, talk give, about just tell them. I haven't played. I have not done very no, well. Just simple question, Dan. Yeah, won? it's you. We know. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And guess who in our 10-year history of our family, who has the most titles? Is it you? Yeah, Probably. it's me. Dude. I, I, so the coolest thing about our, our fantasy football league and our family is that um, every single year we get to have two franchise players which is pretty much just bringing back two players from the roster you had the previous year. And I rode out Tom Brady and Calvin Johnson for the longest time. They were on my roster every single year from, I think, 2007 to the to whenever Calvin retired. And I won so many, so many titles with them as my core. And, dude, like, I, I feel like I just been I, – I feel like I just draft so well in this past year. Um, you know, I had, like, Michael Thomas, and I had, like – I don't even know. I hate to be that fancy guy who's like reading off his entire roster, but like I was stacked. Dude, I did so bad last year, but the good thing that about it is I I was I was living off the waivers, you know. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Daniel lives so off waivers. So kind waiters. of a re, kind of a rebuild, but the good thing is I got Lamar because you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like yeah, the big pe- thing before. People are going to be shocked so. by that picking Lamar Jackson off the waivers, but it's like we have a really small so league. He'll, so all the teams are like really stacked. He'll probably be one of my franchise players just cuz, you know, 
Yeah, and he, and nobody had Lamar last year. No, no. If you like, have a small league, his twenty uh, his rookie season, like it was good, but it wasn't like yeah. Amazing. It was it, everybody was kind of like like hesitant on it's like if this like, guy was yeah. gonna hold up. Yeah, he's on the cover of uh, Madden twenty one. See that? Yeah, that's pretty hype. Do you play Madden? I haven't played Madden in a while. Honestly, I just don't like the just the game movement anymore. Honestly, I I play more. <laughs> throwback to the NCAA games. I still play that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Getting closer. I want to get a couple more in here. You can still talk about the – I wanted to talk about the NFL draft. You can talk about the NFL draft. And what do you feel about the NFL draft? Well, it's a big year for the Lions. I wasn't too happy. I mean, there's still time, but – Nobody wants to hear about the Lions. Let's just I don't want to talk – because we, we've had such a bad history in the past. I don't even want to go there. Like, you can look from the past few years, and it's like, where do those players go? Like, they, they just don't draft well. So I'm hoping with the number three pick, <laughs> we get a player we can't – mess up with like how how hard would you rage if we got a tight end <laughs> we better pick someone that'll would you jump off the face of the earth we better pick someone that's good enough to come in day one and be a game changer like i'd be fine okay, with okay Bob Quinn. no i'm just saying like if we have the number three pick we either like we got to do something with it like either trade back and get like two first round picks or like Dude, something worth the team is so depleted something. one guy is not going to change the team well, it's I don't know, dude. There's always there's got to be hope somewhere. There's got to be hope. Let's okay. Let's we'll we'll do a little projection here, and we'll we'll check back and see if which one of our projections was right. That's a good idea. Who do you think will have the a more successful NFL career? A. Tua Tagovailoa. B. Joe Burrow. Or three. Uh, C. Justin Herbert. Did That's say, a good did question. I say that right? I, yeah, yeah. A, B, or C. We got uh Tagovailoa, Herbert, and Burrow. Honestly, I think it. Uh, I think it totally depends on I think it where depen- they go. Exactly. I think it depends on what you're coming into. If I had to guess, because uh, the three needy team, I would say Burrow's going to the Bengals, and then Tagovailoa maybe to the Dolphins, and then Herbert to the char- Chargers. Those yeah. are the three quarterback. If the line, I don't think the line should not take a quarterback. Matt Stafford is the guy, no yeah, doubt. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. You know who I'm picking, dude? Who? And I don't know why it has it has to have been because of his injury, but I feel like he's underrated now. But it's two with Tagovailoa. Yeah, he was so good two years ago, so so good this year. Like obviously his ankle was was a problem, but like I don't know. I just can't get past how successful and good he was. Yeah, I dude. mean, yeah, he was with Alabama, and I, I know I know Burrow is really you know accurate too. And yeah, that's the thing. Like one of the Bengals, Burrow though. like had one of the best completion percentages ever at LSU. But like you have to think like his wide receivers were already NFL caliber, and it's like he's stepping in with the Bengals. Like they have a like honestly they have a lot of problems. So it's like yeah, where does that leave you? But I don't know, cause like Tua, I, the I, Dolphins aren't in that much better shape, anyways. I, I, yeah, I know. I feel like a lot of these guys will kind of like just blend into like a, like the average quarterbacks in the league. Like, didn't Kyler go number one last year? Dude, I feel like Kyler's gonna be a beast. And, th- and then didn't Baker? He's getting, he's getting slept. And on. then Baker went number one two years ago. Yeah. So these these are guys that are like you know like but like mid tier like but upper still like upper the, to mid tier. I feel like that's where they'll settle in. And then like from there, I feel like at some point it kind of everybody's on the same playing field. Like at some point it kind of just comes to like your schedule. And what your supporting cast is, because everybody can make the same. Th- I, th- I feel like every quarterback on every team can make the same throws. I feel like Kyler Murray could be the person, the player that uh, steps up this year. Like he's Just he's being slept on. Yeah. Like as long as he stays healthy, because he's not the biggest guy, but he's so fast. Like and he's yeah, he so, he, he's good. Pa- like he he could be the next. Hopefully he's just as Lamar. durable as I hope because you know he's kind of small. He's so electric. He's literally like as tall as like, me. Like watching Oklahoma games with him was so fun to watch. So fun to watch. That's true, dude. They've been stacked. They've had hurts. Oklahoma, this past year. dude. College football. They've been. Who's their quarterback this year? Rattler. Yeah. 
Here's to hoping we have a college football season. That's depressing. Yeah, that's true, dude. I would be I don't so know. sad. I would be sad. I'd say it's... They better have it. 50-50. I don't know. It could... I don't Survival know. Survival of the fittest. Open it up to everybody. Nothing... Yeah. Like, just do it as if nothing happened. If you think about it, like, it, the season's closer than we think. Like, it's the end of August, beginning of September. Like, it's coming up. All right, this will be the last one of the day. This comes from Minnesota Sports Coverage. What's the favorite sporting event slash game that you have ever been to? Ooh, this is a good question. Yeah, uh, we've been to some good ones. Can I lead it off? Yeah. All right, so two of them come to mind. One is baseball. One is college football. I'll do the baseball one first. It was the 2012 ALDS Game 5. Do you remember that one? Tigers I was versus, pretty young. Tigers versus Yankees. Um, I th- we were leading the series, I think, and then um, we're playing the Yankees. So they got, you know, they got Jeter, they got A-Rod, they got Rivera, CC Sabathia. Um, and the game was, it was Verlander versus Sabathia, dude, back in uh, 2011. And they had the lead late in the game, and Delman Young had a huge go-ahead homer to put us back up top. And we ended up, uh, it was Jose Al- Jose Valverde out there um, getting the getting the save, striking out Derek Jeter to win the game. Um, so that was one that was really memorable to me. I think that was my first playoff game. So 2011 ALDS Game 5. Um, that's probably my favorite baseball game I've ever been to. And then college football was the night game when Michigan played Notre Dame back in 2011. Just a magical atmosphere. I'm trying to think back. Like, honestly, like, this past year, even though Michigan didn't have that great of a team, I thought the game against Notre Dame, when they were, I think they were ranked, like, they were at least ranked top 10, like, 8th. Yeah. And we just stomped on them. That was so much fun. It's always fun with the elements coming Uh, into play. Like, there was, like, a a rainstorm and stuff. Like, before that game, I told my dad, like, this is either going to be, like, a party, like, with the rain coming out, or just a terrible game. Yeah. And it turned out we... There's nothing worse than when it's raining and your team's getting blown out. That's, like, actually depressing. Yeah, we took the lead, and, yeah, that was a great game. But I I can't really think beyond that before. um, I'm thinking also back to... Uh, U of M when we when we had our revenge tour that was also uh, really <laughs> fun to watch and we stomped on uh, Penn State and Wisconsin that was really good too I can't I'm not, I can't really pinpoint a game though no yeah there's definitely we've been to a, a lot I'm trying to think we also went to we actually went to a walk off in the playoffs baseball Don Which, Kelly walk off oh, sack fly dude you know what's 2012 un- ALDS against the A's you know what's an underrated moment what I thought I, in an underrated player in the MLB is JD Martinez. One of the most dude, underrated so games. And do remember when he was hurt and the first yeah, bad he came back. Tigers fans will remember this. The first and game he, he came off run. the DL. We're, yeah, he we were at that game, remember? First pitch, I know. I still have a video. That was crazy. I have a vivid memory of JD coming out and do a curtain call. Dude, that was the first time I think I've ever I think the only time I've ever seen a player actually do one of those curtain calls. Even though like most MLB players know him, like I don't I don't know if they really watch him they too don't much realize, with the Tigers. They don't realize he was how so good, he, good. Dude, so good with the Tigers. So good. So I remember, underrated. I remember the day he came Even up with the pe- Tigers. Even though most people know him. The day he came up with the Tigers, they were pretty much just saying, like, oh, this, it was a pinch hit roll uh, in, like, the ninth inning. We needed a home run. And, like, pretty much the, he, he was only up on the team because he had, like, a, a tremendous stretch with AAA Toledo. And, you know, we, we kind of just knew him as this guy that was going off with homers in AAA. Didn't we get He comes him? in and first, I think it was his first at-bat, dude, with us against the Indians. And he hit a bomb to tie it up. Didn't so we, clutch. Did we get him from like the Diamondbacks, or did no, he come Astros. from the farm system? Astros. Oh, Astros. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, we yep. traded for him. Astros. Yep. Astros, dude. You got to give it to him. Like, yeah, they cheat, but they they drafted really well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> from when they were awful, you know, like worst team in the league to to get to where they are now. Yeah. Did you see the Red Sox, dude? They got their, they got Cora suspended. I think that might have been already done, but like, I think draft picks were taken away today or something like that. 
I think so, that's the thing that bugs me the most about it. It's like I feel like they didn't need to cheat to win the World Series. Like they already had a lot of great players. Like it just didn't seem like necessary, and it just like I don't know. I don't know. I think it's gonna wrap it up, Dan. How how long we go? Tremendous pod. I always ask. I yeah, always no, that know. should that should be on the T-shirt. Oh, did we even say the winner of the pod? Oh, no, we, well, most how did we forget? Know, right? The winner, the pod, uh, the the catchphrase of pipe it up is just guys being dudes. So shout out to I think is uh, I gotta get his name. Oh yeah, who came up with that? No, yeah, I, I I think I have it here. But shout out to him. He was really he did a really good job of getting getting people to vote for that name selection. It might have been Henry. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was Henry. I think Henry Kalani. I think nice. So shout out to him. That's gonna be on a T-shirt. That's a big deal. Pipe it up, just guys being dudes. That's how I should intro it every single time now. Oh, now sh- should we give a sneak or a hint at the the new merch that Tommy was? No, we're not grabbing. giving no hints. That's coming Why? out in this May. Is for the, this is for the. Uh, well, they know that new shirts are coming. The just guys being new hats are coming. Yeah, the, the Pod Squad. <laughs> well, I, I think I voted for that one. Honestly, we could we could still call it the Pod Squad, but the catchphrase is still just guys being dudes. That's true. I guess it is different because it's hard to. Yeah, it's like a catchphrase is different than a core core name. Yeah, like I can't say. I can't call you guys just guys being dudes. No. I could have called you guys the pod squad. It, it does kind of, yeah, that makes sense. There'll be multiple names, but that is definitely going on shirt. So shout out to Henry. That's going to do it for podcast 13. Daniel, a pleasure as always. Yeah, that was fun. We will see you next week. Fingers crossed. We could maybe maybe, I maybe don't know. get Ryan and Drew out here. We'll see. Uh, we'll yeah, try. We'll see how it goes. But thank you guys again for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next week.